Now I'm recording. I want it on record. We're starting late because it's Andy's fault. It is my I just, fault. I want to make sure that I blame you for everything <laughs> I can. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I also produced and co-wrote this movie. <laughs> I created it. My seed uh, money went into making sure it existed. Welcome to Direct-to-Video VHS. VHS? A podcast where we pair movies like fine wine. We are on the home stretch of this franchise, Andy. All we have to do is talk about it. We're done. And there 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 is there is one more somewhere out there coming out apparently, but we're done. That'll be the very special episode where they dig up our corpses to watch another uh Swan Princess movie. Like if the next movie could be a reboot for all I care. Like we're done. <laughs> I I can't with these. This movie, I think that a frank look at this movie would reveal that it was better than the last one we watched. I I think so too. That might be damning with frank, with faint praise. I I'm willing to to go on the record and say that this was better than the last one, but also this isn't a story. <laughs> Mm-mm. Like, this Mm-mm. isn't a movie. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, I hated this movie, but there were bits that were like, I don't know, I can sit through this. There was never <sighs> a laugh, never a cry. There was actually, this movie almost made me cry and never even almost made me laugh. I don't think I have ever, in recent memory, been so unamused for 83 minutes (laughs) and actually it wasn't even the full 83 minutes because i did watch the last like 15 minutes of this movie at double time (laughs) okay (laughs) which uh, honestly the way to do it definitely the way to do it (laughs) i should have watched this movie double time we've been sitting here being like they paced this movie pretty well actually Flies the by. jokes are landing better. <laughs> we keep saying this movie. This movie. But this time we watched The Swan Princess, A Royal Wedding, I think? Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is such a that vague is correct. title. I hate that title. But that's not the worst thing about this movie, so who cares? You would think, based on the ending of the last movie, that this was going to be a wedding between... There's a different royal wedding that I had in mind, yes. I could not tell you the names of these characters, but like- Lucas and Elise? Lucas and Elise. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I I thought that they were getting married. But then if you look at the cover of this one, you're like, oh no, they're going to China. Uh, (laughs) We see Lucas and Elise not at all in this movie. They are on like a- like a what did he say that they were doing they were like on a honeymoon vacation or something yeah they were off in Borromeo or whatever here's the thing about that though they were talking about it like oh that means it's a good time for us to leave there's nobody in the kingdom anymore by the by like the middle of this movie i don't know who's running the who kingdom. is running this country who is running this country is it the fucking chef it could have been the fucking chef, but they should have made a joke that the chef was left running the country. Because at least that would have been the setup of a joke. It might be Scully, because... Oh, yeah. <laughs> During the whole second half of this movie, I was kind of like, you know who could have solved a lot of these problems? Uh, there, he's just there. He's in this movie for like five a minutes. A second. I, I, he shows up in this movie, and my thought was like, oh, I knew Scully was going to come show up and start solving problems, and he doesn't? <laughs> he just shows up for like a second and then leaves? Okay, yes. Yes, let's actually get into it. This is the wildest way to start this movie, because we start this movie with like... It's like a previously on. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're like, we, we finally get to see the backstory of like... For for those of you who were with us for the last movie, uh, Chen is an artist. Uh, hey, Andy, fairly certain 16 people were with us for the last movie. I All think right. that this is our most unpopular 
series. If we want listeners again, we should watch another Batman. We should watch another Batman for sure. Scooby-Doo meets Batman. We could do Scooby-Doo meets Batman. I'm sure people like that movie. Anyway, moving on. There's two of those, right? So Chen, the artist, and Meili, the princess, fell in love. And apparently this story was just too sad to tell in the last movie. But now... It's not, though. Now that we... It's... We... (laughs) (laughs) A way sadder thing happens in this movie. A thing that is so sad that I was... That was genuinely like, they don't realize how sad they made this because this is too much for this movie. (laughs) But this is nothing. Here's the problem, right? It's like, they did the plot of Swan Princess in this movie, but, like, sadder. And also, like, less cohesive and more fucked up. So, Meili and Chen were in love. Their dad was like, I forbid it. And he had his sorcerer, because we all have one of those lying around in our closets. Except he wasn't like, I forbid it. He walks up with the sorcerer, and she immediately turns the dude into a dragon. There's not a moment where there's, like, an argument or something. She just does it. It kind of seems like he wasn't in on this decision. <laughs> he He's there when it happens, though. Like, he's 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 got, like, a mad face. He says nothing yay or nay about it. It's so weird. Half of the movie for me was trying to parse, like, what does, what is the Emperor's fucking deal? Uh, no, no, this is, this is a good thing. This is a, this is a good thing you've brought up because the motivations for any of these characters are completely nonsensical. And we don't even get, uh, the sorceress's motivation for why she's doing any of this until like 30 minutes into the movie. And it's such a lame motivation that it felt like a deus ex machina when it happened. I was like, are you sure? Are you sure this is it? I I, I am struggling to try and like, act, like organize my thoughts because I'm going to say mm-hmm. something and it's going to sound like the most well duh thing I've ever said, which is that this movie is so full of made up bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and... And like, and I know it's a fictional movie, but like, that's, it feels. Made up bullshit has to make sense though. Like, that's. Yes, thank you. It it has to have internal rules. Rothbart had some rules. Okay. His stuff was all made up bullshit too, but like, you could see like, at which bits it's like, okay, well, this is why Derek, a fucking normie, can kill him. And this is why, mm-hmm. like, the king can throw him out, and we kind of get that as it happens. Th- this movie, it's just, it throws so much stuff at you. And these movies have been doing this for, like, four movies now, maybe more, where they've just, they've just been like, no, trust me, this is how ghosts work. <laughs> <laughs> and they just ghosts make up just new rules for this. ghosts every time. <laughs> And and so it's it's weirder because they also go to this other country, and so like half the time I'm like, is this racist? It's hard for me to tell if this is racist or just so poorly made that it almost comes off as racist. Ugh. I I think it's too honestly, I think it's too incompetent to be racist. It almost comes at it from the other direction though, where it's like <laughs> just relying on these nothing stereotypes. It's not mean spirited about it. It's it's not mean spirited about it, but also like it's it's so far removed from the culture that this could this could be based on fucking World of Warcraft. Well, like, but there's other bits where like <laughs> Fang the sorceress grades herself, and I was thinking like this feels uncomfortable to me because that feels like an a Chinese American stereotype. Uh, yeah, I, I just like, don't. They're know. just doing it as they're just doing it as a joke. I don't like it. <laughs> no, for sure. It's it's one of those things where it's like like the the lot the internal logic is so out of whack. It's so uh-huh. off kilter that like it it, it I it's hard to kind of like gr- grasp where any of this is coming from. Like it does just all feel like the an idea somebody had at a dinner table and like just th- they just threw it into the movie. There's, there's so sorry. I want to mention something about Chen here. He is painting yes. this um, mural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's adding to it. Yes, on a wall or maybe like a like a screen, like a traditional screen. I'm not yeah. exactly sure what it is. Mm-hmm. His art 
is so much different from the other art there that it made me wonder if they got actual ancient Chinese art and put it in their movie and then just added these I, four characters. No, I I I am dead I dead serious. I think that this is like Wikipedia like free assets. Like <laughs> Okay. I was just checking. Because maybe- there's a point there's a point later in the movie where they go to the Wikimedia zone, like <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> where they're all trapped in the Wikimedia zone. It, it just it was so it was so odd. It was like seeing the like like a like a painting of the crucifixion with like some modern dude just winking and holding his thumb up in the background. Like I, I don't think you belong was- there, my guy. Yeah, no, it is. It's so funny. It's so funny. And every time we go back to it, they always show you just enough of the like real art. It does have a filter. It has like a mosaic filter on it or like Mm -hmm. a comic book filter on it. But like you always get to see enough of it to be like, I don't know, guys, like, are you not going to do a second pass over this? It's just that the ending of this movie is so funny. To make the the art they're adding to it the same style. It's like completely different. Uh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Let's move on. Uh, Chen's a dragon. Meili went to the Swan Princess to uh, break the spell. The last movie is all, all of the last movie is really just about them breaking the spell. It's like a prologue to this one. Meili is like, hey, Odette, can I just live here? <laughs> the, the weirdest thing about this movie is that this does not have two movies in it. And so you kind of wonder, why did the last movie have two movies in it? <laughs> This movie feel th- this movie feels like a DLC for the last movie. But they were like, "No, we could make this its own game, guys. We've this got is- enough here." Yeah, this is some Dragon Age like, two shit. Yes, actually, like, yes. You this actually need like- this DLC to really move on with the stories. Yeah, because <laughs> if you just go to the if you go to the next one without watching this, you're kind of fucked. But also, yeah, it's not, not included in the main game. These characters. Oh man, so. So, Odette says the funniest thing when Mei Li says that she might want to just live there so she doesn't have to face her father again. She says, if I lived far from home, I know I would miss it. And it made me so angry because these people have forgotten that Odette lives maybe an ocean away. She's not from here. (laughs) She's. Her kingdom is fucking like a desolate wasteland now. And she's just like, I don't know, I would be homesick. Fuck you, Odette. You've forgotten. Her her dead dad's gonna show up like you've forgotten who you are. Just a cloud in the sky of King whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, who cares? So so Odette's not cool with this. Meili is like, no, you're right, we should go home. And Odette's like, don't worry, I've got a plan. I'm going to show up and tell your dad what happened by way of magic poem. And this will get him to change his mind. (laughs) This is a white lady plan. (laughs) I'm sure if I just go down to the foreign country and explain to them why I'm right. And they're wrong. And they're wrong. If I was standing in line at a Starbucks... And somebody in front of me went off in like A, B, A, B, C, C verse about how their Starbucks order was wrong. I would throw them out a window. Like, <laughs> just, you could just tell I them. I want to be clear, just, that is a different situation. <laughs> and yet, it's it's still not the, cor- I don't think, I don't think reading poetry at somebody is the correct solution uh, yeah, it's for weird. most things in life. <laughs> So they do a really weird thing when they throw everybody on this boat that until like 20, 30 minutes into the movie, I was like, this is the craziest decision because they left the animator's favorite characters behind. Yeah, no, I I was excited for 30 yeah, minutes. I was like, I was this is so a big excited. Day. This is huge. They leave behind all the animals. They leave behind Rogers and they leave behind Uberta. And none of the kids are here. There's no implication that we'll ever see them again. Like I was genuinely excited to just like this is just gonna be Odette and Derek, like running around, Sherlock Holmesing it up. Maybe, maybe Scully will come in at the end 
and so and like solve the movie for them. Right, that's what you expect, but still, you know, not a lot of Rogers and Uberta, who, in a very weird twist, later in the movie, will end up some of the characters with the most normal-looking faces. I don't know why it happened. I assume they got a different character designer for this movie, who made the characters less terrible, because those two and the only other new character I felt like looked better than everyone else. I got really distracted by, like, everybody's lack of teeth, <laughs> you know? There, no, no, there, there is an amount of, like, I was, I'm still kind of confused by the, like, all of the, um, like, Meili and Chen and, uh, Lee and, uh, the Emperor, like, all of those characters from, like, that rotation look so normal <laughs> that <laughs> any time any other character shows up and is in a scene with them, I'm like, these are two different movies. Yeah, this is wrong. This is Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> there, Yeah, there are so many scenes where, like, Lee will just walk up to Prince Derek, and they're just talking, and I'm like, this isn't right. Because <laughs> Lee looks like a human. And Derek has, like, a rhombus face. Yeah, he's so weird. <laughs> he looks like fucking Gru. Like, and And Lee's love interest, who is in this movie for about two seconds... Looks like normal. <laughs> he looks like a normal fucking, dude. Fucking weirds me out. Okay, uh, the the, so. the scene where the scene where um um they so we're about to get to the scenes where where they they go and Princess Odette's reading this poem to the Emperor, mm -hmm. and I assume mm -hmm. anybody who reads it, it goes full like OLED LED screen on them. It's just the story of the last movie. Uh, Mei Li and and her and Chen get cold feet and decide to run away from the kingdom. Very funny. But the sorceress stops them by breaking the bridge with magic. Let me talk about the sorceress for like a quick sec. Yeah. For sure. Had no character in the last movie. Was just Darth Sidious. Right. But there was a part of me that I liked Darth Sidious. <laughs> like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she has a lot of character in this movie. And I'm baffled by it. And they made her look like a middle manager. And I was baffled by that. Like they they made her look like fucking Bayonetta, except with glasses. Bayonetta has glasses. She does she? Okay, she looks yeah, so. Tony, this is like the biggest thing about Bayonetta is that she has glasses. <laughs> All right, let's pretend I haven't played Bayonetta or a Smash Brothers game and just move on. <laughs> uh. It's just it's just that she looked so unintimidating to me, and I was. Having a hard time figuring out if that was an intentional choice or if they just, like, were like, I don't know, what does a woman look like? Well, we can't have her look like the only other woman that we have that looks normal. Put some glasses on her. <laughs> well, and then they have them turn into each other anyway, so it's like, who knows? Yeah. I don't think I like this, like, subpar Joker-ass shit that they made her character into. It's weird. It just doesn't work, especially once we get to, like, the climax of this movie. <laughs> Oh my god, I, I hate- the climax of this movie is literally the worst part of this movie, and that's saying something. So, like, yeah, she she takes down the bridge, and then Derek and Lee find them, and they're like, No, it's fine, you're gonna get married, everything's cool! And then they start doing this, like, song and dance and walking home, and there are two songs in this movie, and they're fine. Um, just dudes being dudes, singing just, about just bros battle, bros. and they bro their way off frame. It's so weird. Mei Lee is like, like lost behind him, and like, why? Why? I, I realize she's picking flowers or whatever, but like, just hang, just walk with the people you're walking with. <laughs> it was like they had to separate her, but it is so stupid. And when the sorceress shows up, she doesn't like yell out or anything. No, she's just like, do plot stuff at me. Yeah, do plus if I mean, she's like pissy about it. The sorceress literally calls her boring, which is the truest thing the sorceress does. Because she is, she is extremely boring. She is Odette, but somehow more boring. There, There is like an amazing point later on in this movie where like one of the characters is talking about all of the great things that Mei Li has done. And he's just like, she's pretty. <laughs> When when the spell broke in the last movie, she was so brave, just standing there and watching it happen. 
What an amazing character. Isn't she great? It's like, I, this isn't selling me, guy. <laughs> yeah. The thing was, that wasn't, that wasn't the rough part of the movie yet, but that was kind of a devastating moment, really. And I do not care about this character. <laughs> Sometimes you care about somebody because you've known them all their, all your, all your life or all their life, and they are actually not that interesting to other people. And that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's not great for your, you know, adventure character. No. So I think the most impressive thing about this is I, I guess Yuri Lowenthal knows a little bit of Mandarin. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, I was wondering, like, did he have to, like, do this just phonetically? And I mean, that would have probably would have worked because I'm, I assume his pronunciation isn't great. It sounds okay to me, actually. Uh, the joke is that he's getting some of the words wrong. In this victory song. And then they all just sing in English, which I- Everybody speaks English in this movie, which is kind of hilarious. It's like- It's, it's so like funny. that Discworld joke. There's a line in a Discworld book that's like, Everybody in the world speaks English when your back is turned, and when you look over, they start speaking another language to make you feel like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny how- how little they tried. They There was no attempt made. Considering they spend this whole movie in China, later Derek and Odette will be yelling at peasants, just like, hey, have you seen this woman? Hey, and the peasants know what they're saying. Yeah, they're just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so, so what happens is, sorry. The Wikipedia stock image. <laughs> What happens? Fang, that's the sorceress's name, turns Mei Li into an old woman and turns herself into Mei Li and reveals that she is in love with Chen and she says, I'm going to marry Chen. And when our eyes, when he lifts the veil over off of my eyes and our eyes meet, you're going to die. Um, die. Which, guess what? She dialed it up to 11 for, as far as I can tell, no reason. This will remain the most dramatic plotline of this movie. It will, one, not pay off well, and two, none of the other characters will even really interact with this plotline in the way that they should. So, like, the tension of this feels so unnecessary. Especially because we are not going to see Melee again for, like, for, like, 40 minutes. Yeah, for a while, she's just gone, which again, pretty fucking brutal. <laughs> if this were a good story, there is something interesting about the fact that, yeah, she disappears because nobody knows who she fucking is. But really, it just makes her even less of a character. For sure. So this happens. Uh, everybody falls for it. Maylee just kind of wanders off, I guess. I assume she's trying to catch up and is just really slow in this old lady body. Uh, in this old lady body, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get, like, one scene where Fang has to, like, kind of, like, juggle between being Mei Li and herself. That was pretty fun. The movie doesn't do anything with it. Yeah. It never bites her in the ass. She comes out and is like, oh, I've read the tea leaves, and they're telling me that Queen Uberta is dying, and you gotta go back to her. And so Odette and Derek are like, yeah, let's go. And they, they get on their boat and leave, but then on their way back... Scully shows up and is like, yo, Uberta just sent me out here because she misses you so much. Yeah, and she wants to know all these details about the wedding. And then Derek and Odette casually make Uberta and Rogers plot relevant again. And I was like, what are you doing? I thought I, we left them behind. I I swear to you, this happens 32 minutes and 64 seconds into the movie. That's a that's an incorrect timestamp, obviously. But like this happens uh -huh. like, this happens like 30, 33 minutes into the movie, and I I started watching this movie last night, and as soon as I realized that they were coming back, I was like, no, I need to finish this tomorrow afternoon. I can't. I can't right now. I'm tired. I've had a long week. This is not it. So that's why I cut it so close. <laughs> so the thing is, May or sorry, I guess kind of Maylee, but the sorceress has read the, sorceress. the scrapbook that Uberta sent with Derek and Odette in case they never came back again and had another grandchild that she never got to meet. Another grandchild. Put that in heavy fucking quotations. These motherfuckers have never had sex. No. What if another uh, man, what if another farmer blows up? Exploded in front of them. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we got, a, we got another kid. So they have to have disguises 
And they get these disguises, and Rogers is bad, because it's just like a steampunky disguise. But it makes sense for where the Swan Princess has been. And Uberta's is bad, but like I said before, it feels like they put a lot more effort into it. They do this awful thing with her face that looks like real 2D animation, and it and I appreciated that more than what they usually do with their face, which is just whenever they talk, they have their lips flap. This was some real Cruella DeVille character design. I honestly yes. kind of liked it. It was maybe one of the best character designs in the movie. It kind of blew me away. But also, no one else in the movie moves like that. <laughs> You're talking about how Lee has a normal character design. And he does. Except if you watch his lips, they just like flap around like he's like a background Skyrim character. We didn't. We couldn't animate his jawline, so we just flap his lips around. And she gets this whole, whole. They spend all the fucking animation on Uberta. <laughs> she she moves and acts like Isma, and like it's nice, but like that's just not what anyone else in this movie is. Yeah, she kind of looks like Isma. It's kind of a Isma, one of her more over the top dresses, actually. Yeah. It's so frustrating, because she turns into Uberta back at the end of this movie, and I'm like, ah. Yeah, that actually pissed me <laughs> off. <laughs> and it turns out she was wearing a, like, latex mask, and I was like, wait, so it's the only way you get a real face in this world by putting a latex mask on? Mission Impossible style, yes. So, at one point, Mei Li, I don't remember when this is in the movie, but I do remember at one point, Mei Li, either as the sorceress or as herself, just goes up to her brother and is like, hey, by the way, thanks for uh, sacrificing your love, bro. Yeah, she that does. That was really on the boat. cool. She just, like, oh, says that. <laughs> the, the problem with Mei Li and Li as characters is they don't seem to care about or even really they don't care about each other that much. and They don't seem to know each other that well. Uh, I kept expecting the fact that they were literally twins to come into like somebody has to recognize that this isn't Mei Li, right? No, nobody recognizes that it's not Mei Li. <laughs> I genuinely didn't know they were twins. Until somebody just says it. And I was like, what the fuck? I think it's in the poem. Yeah, yeah. It's in the poem. And I was like, absolutely not. This is no. There's no reason for them to be twins. Except that I assume it was like in the original lore Bible or whatever. I just don't remember ever learning it. It explains why he could break the spell. But also, no, it doesn't. Sorry. Like I said that like it was a logical assumption. No. <laughs> but look, 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 look. Only somebody of the Emperor's bloodline could break the spell. That's all we know. Like, if the fact that they were twins was a reason, that would be fine anyway. I don't know. So, where the fuck are we? They're, uh, so they get on a steampunk-ass hot air balloon to go join the rest of the movie. We know that we're going to get, like, ten minutes of respite. Yeah. Meanwhile, Derek and Odette are like, I guess we will investigate... The villain's lair. And I literally wrote down, why didn't they just have Scully do do this? He did it last time and it went fine. And I'll tell you the reason. It's just that Scully's not in the movie anymore. I don't know why not. Maybe no, he got tired of being not. bossed around. Maybe he is running the kingdom, which, again, Somebody has to at be. least would have been a joke. You gotta give it to me in dialogue. Mm -hmm. Well, you gotta say, oh, don't worry, Scully's running the kingdom. And then you cut to him running the kingdom as a ghost- Squirrel, which is genuinely funny if you would let me have this. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, they wouldn't have made it funny, so I don't know why I'm complaining. The the thought of it, right, was too funny for them. They were like, absolutely not. We need to make every <laughs> joke in this movie the lamest, driest shit in the world. No joke is allowed to land. If the joke can be delivered by Jean-Bob the Frog, all the better. It will be? <laughs> And if if we can do if we can have Jean Bob deliver it and then have the camera zoom in on his face and then just spend thirty seconds there, that's buying us runtime, guys. <laughs> that's getting us closer to ninety minutes. These tax uh, write offs aren't gonna write themselves off. These movies have made Richard Rich so much money. I have to believe oh, that. I I got to believe it. What a piece so, of shit. 
<laughs> this came out right before the pandemic, right? Like there, some parents somewhere were suckered into playing this for their fucking kids. Derek and Odette get a costume change, which is kind of nice. They're going to run around the, this movie looking like uh, the, 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 the most intense form of like white tourist trash that you could imagine. Yeah, I mean, they, um, <laughs> they're supposed to be dressed as Chinese peasants, but what it comes off as is like, um, like a cyberpunk thing where it's like, oh yeah, we just stole this idea of what <laughs> poor people look like from Asia. <laughs> And it's like, why are these people walking around in these big hats? They're so yeah. sun. It's so, it's aesthetic wallpaper. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, and so you know what? Honestly, it's fine because, like, who gives a shit? Derek and Odette barely do anything for basically the rest of the movie. They are like two ships passing in the night. Derek and Odette and the plot of the film. Mm-hmm. It is so frustrating how often Derek and Odette will be somewhere go somewhere else something plot relevant happens where they were and then they go oh my god we missed this plot relevant stuff we should Mm -hmm. go back and it's like no we've been doing this for 40 minutes can the movie just end here's the thing is i wouldn't even care i wouldn't even mind that so much except at the end of the movie i feel like we are told multiple times that Derek and odette saved everybody and like I'm looking at the records. I don't see it. Most of this, most of the actual saving seems to have been done by Lee and a little bit May Lee herself. Absolutely none by Chen, which is baffling. (laughs) Chen, I, this, this motherfucker, as soon as he turns into a human, he's like, I gotta go back to the grind. I gotta go back to painting. He is useless and i'll tell you what both i was mad at both him and odette because this whole movie there was a chance for somebody to transform again and i was like just give it to me i i I just a bit where i was like where when the when the the sorcerer was onto him and i was like holy shit no i you know what i didn't even say holy shit uh i wrote it down is odette finally going to turn to a swan again he asked without hope uh, that's what I wrote down. I, I was like, will it happen? But I knew it wouldn't. I didn't even consider it. I didn't even consider it. There was a moment when uh, Lee falls in love with this random woman who exists solely for him to fall in love with. She is super weird because actually I kind of find her fascinating, If but she doesn't do anything in the movie. She is interesting in the way like a background Star Wars character is interesting where you're just like, what is, why is she here? What is her deal? And like, well, you know, you're not going to get an answer, but maybe they're going to write an extended universe book about it. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if it's a Star Wars, you're going to get an answer. She runs an old people orphanage. And that's different from an old folks home. (laughs) Okay. Because it's not like where people leave their old people for her to take care of. She takes old people like in off the street to take care of them. And she goes and seeks out a random old person who's already living in a cottage owned by the royal family and is like, let me take care of her too. She's not busy enough, I guess. She just loves taking care of old people. And you're just like, why? Why do you care so much? I thought she was going to be plot relevant, too. And I was like, oh, maybe it'll be kind of interesting that the only person that believes May Lee is this random commoner. No. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing. Even though she's explicitly taking care of May Lee in this movie, they do not even have a scene together. (laughs) They don't even talk to each other. Um, I genuinely thought... My genuine thought was, oh, Lee's going to fall in love again, and the spell's going to come back. Oh, that would be cool. He turns into a big old dragon. And oh, then, that oh, would and be now, great. And now, Fang is in a, and now Fang is in a catch-22. <laughs> that would have been amazing. We're like, that's the issue? That that would be great. Ah, uh, no, that doesn't happen. Derek and Odette get captured by a big spider. Yeah, for like two seconds. Lee freezes freeze them and kills the spider, I think. It was a weird scene. Maybe. Uh, and they get away, but then they just send the animals to do it. And they have Uberta and Rogers distract The Fang. Emperor? The Emperor and Fang, I guess. Uberta distracts the Emperor, but I don't think that was part of the plan. And the Emperor, in uh, in the weirdest scene, this is why I don't understand the Emperor, is like, yeah, 
have the talent agent go off with my sorceress so he could try to poach her, I guess? I do love every time he introduces Fang, he's just like, this is my evil sorceress. This is my evil sorceress. You know, I'm an emperor. I have one. I, I felt the same way about him being like, this is my evil sorceress as like in Lord of the Rings when he's like, oh, and this is my advisor worm tongue. And I'm like, are you sure about this, my guy? Like, <laughs> But sure, apparently she she's never lied to him or something. We get to see her forbidden arts and figure out how they work. That sounded weird. But here's, <laughs> yeah, it did. But here's the weird thing is we already knew about this. It's a magic fire. It's why there's a big magic fire cave. We already knew about this because Lee explained it to us, but then she has to explain it to Rogers. It's like, why are you explaining this again? It's so that Rogers can have a comedic scene where he tries to distract her while the animals go and look at all of her stuff. <laughs> but then the animals get chased by the guards? No, stop. Hold up. Stop. Stop. Wait. Stop. I have to ask a question, Andy. What do yeah. the animals fight? <sighs> Do you remember what the animals find? Because I'm pretty sure it's a oh my God. fucking Star Wars hologram. They find yes, they find a Star Wars hologram that I, that I assume is fan art that Chen made of her <laughs> kit. No, sorry, that the sorceress that bang, made. Fang the sorceress made Chen. of her kissing Chen because that never happened, or if it did, it happened. I guess maybe in the past somehow, and she took a magic picture of it. And it doesn't, it makes zero sense. It's like, why is this, why is this what they found? It's also in like an alternate dimension closet where it's like surrounded by candles. It's so weird. Her room. <laughs> okay, so her room is, there's the evil, normal version of her room, which is just awful and covered in like, frog legs and potion ingredients and a giant spider. And then there is a much more normal version of her room that is like the shrine that Helga has to Arnold in Hey Arnold, except it's just yes. this hologram. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. And, and it's it like, what? And I so, and also, to kind of just like give people like a geography of where this is all happening, so her her room, her sorcerer room, I know what you guys are thinking. Oh, like a wizard's tower, right? That's what sorcerers have. No. She has like the exact opposite of a wizard's tower. It's, it's like, like a basement closet. It's like a basement closet that's also connected to the kitchen for some reason. You spent longer than I did trying to figure out the geography of this uh, palace. Well, I had a lot of time to think, Tony, because at this point in the movie, my stream kept freezing. And so I just had to really marinate in the logic <laughs> of this movie every two minutes. <laughs> uh, we get a Crash Bandicoot chase sequence. We get a really wrinkly dog. I, I don't know what's up with this dog. This dog looks so weird. I don't know. I, I kind of love it. I think it's supposed to be a mastiff, but they didn't bother like making those wrinkles three dimensional. So it it looks more like a like a <laughs> I hesitate to say regular dog, but it looks like a regular dog with just like the pattern of a mastiff over it. I also don't think that Asian mastiffs look like this. I think this is what European okay. mastiffs look like. But maybe it's supposed to be something else. No, it is. I just googled wrinkly chinese dog which thank nice. god for google for giving me what i want which is chinese sharpay is what this is and oh my god these are this is the most <laughs> folded animal i have ever seen in my life oh these guys oh they're adorable <laughs> yeah but they're like a hundred percent folds and th the dog that we see does not look like this because it's it just it just has With the pattern yeah, it looks like it looks like a tube with a wrinkle texture. It's kind of like how Chen looks so fucking weird as a dragon because they just stretch his face over the dragon yeah, face. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. It looks like they took a photo of one of these dogs and put it over a bean. Uh, <laughs> I do kind of love it, though. I kind of wish we got more of this dog. Um, I was really hoping that this dog would talk. Yeah, why doesn't he? Oh, I guess because he's from another country. But you know country? what? So is... Puffin. So is fucking Jean-Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume that Jean-Bob pretends to be French. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is the puffin voiced by Brian Nissen? Isn't one of these animals voiced by Brian Nissen? I don't fucking know, man. He's really, I gotta say, he wrote this movie. This might be the least amount of work he put into one of these. Get that money, dude. Would you want to be a punch-up writer on a Swan Princess movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet that's... You, you, you'll probably make good money. But um, I have to imagine that the way that this happens is like how... Uh, is how like Kevin James writes like his movies where he Richard Rich is just lying on a couch on so much cocaine and just stream of consciousness describing a plot to Brian Nissen and Brian Nissen's like fuck it yeah this is what the movie is now so they find a hologram of them kissing they give it to Lee who shows it to his dad and then in my favorite part Walks the in the other direction. Where's Lee going? <laughs> this is such a weird scene because he's he just they just meet up. Lee turns on the hologram. They both stare at it for two seconds and then just walk off in separate directions. Never to be seen again. What a weird scene. So then Odette and Derek get trapped in the Wikimedia zone where they just get to see a bunch of pictures. <laughs> I don't want to mention real quickly why they get trapped. In, yes, 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 yes. They find the real May Lee, the little old woman, and mm-hmm. they're about to get an explanation for, like, who the hell she is. And then May Lee shows up and is like, oh, let me take her, make sure she goes somewhere safe, you know? And they're like, mm-hmm. that was weird. <laughs> Don't know what that was about. Weird, though. Mm-hmm. And then May Lee walks around a corner, transforms back into, into Fang, and starts loudly talking about how great she is and how she tricked them. And they just, like, are standing right there like, huh, I guess she tricked us. <laughs> Nobody in this movie makes a deduction. And that's maybe the worst thing is that, like, they're just all giant idiots. And just the villain was less of a giant idiot. She just went. <laughs> That's that's the thing is like like a like a like a bad college short story. The heroes don't do anything. The villain keeps telling them her plan to the point where like even like at the climax of the movie, I was half expecting her to like just knock the fucking flame out herself. Like that is where <laughs> we were at the end of this movie. She ca- she captures them, puts them in in the screen, which I did think was a was an interesting little bit. But yes, behind the screen is the Wikimedia zone, where it's just them standing in a blank space with some pictures floating by, like a like a fucking wallpaper or, or screensaver from like Windows ninety five. Yes, I don't know what looks- we're doing. <laughs> It's so unthought. It's just so like just it's just a black void with pictures floating around. They get added to the mural just like in the background like hey in, we- in the background which I did think was kind of great. They look more normal in there than the painting of the royal family does. Absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> they do. So while they're trapped in the Wikimedia zone, oh god, the emperor is like I'm going to put out this flame. I'm tired of the bullshit. But then <laughs> Fang shows up and is like, I'll just leave forever. Uh, you don't put out the flame uh, and sully your family's honor. This might be the smartest part of her plan, considering the Emperor's kind of a dumbass. Yeah. Uh, because obviously you can't leave this woman with all this power. But she has already made peace with the fact that she does not want to live as herself anymore. She mm-hmm. watched Cinderella 3 and was like, that sounds like a good idea, actually. Let's do that. This is a baller fucking plan. That's for any of you who listened to the Cinderella 3 episode. Or watched Cinderella 3, a genuinely good movie. Oh my god, I cannot recommend it enough. I yearn for the Particularly compared to this one. Can you imagine a prince with character? Don't watch Cinderella 2. <laughs> Don't. It's not worth it. Although you do yeah. kind of need it to get some context for 3, but anyway. Nah, I think you don't need it. Come on. Everything goes wrong, or everything goes right for, for Fang. Mm-hmm. Until we get to the actual wedding itself, Uberta starts singing this song, and it's so sad. So, this was the moment. I was a little bit mad at this movie. Because it did not trick me. This None of this was a trick. And I didn't cry. But I got genuinely a little upset about this moment in this movie. Because while Uberta is singing this song, old lady May Lee, who is laying in bed dying, dying. is hallucinating. It's so 
it's so fucked up to just see a little <laughs> old woman dying. And like, yeah, like the this hallucination, I genuinely was like, whoa, if this hallucination is how this movie ends, that's great because it gives Chen like a character. It gives him something <laughs> to do finally in this fucking movie. She has a hallucination about just like basically running and being happy with Chen. Not even being, not even being the sort of over the top lovey dovey that I have come to expect, but being a little more like normal and teasing and happy. And then it, it pan, it, it leaves that dream and Chen is singing to her as again, she's dying. She's aware that she's an old woman and Chen is singing to her. And then we pan out of that and it's just a pillow she's hugging. And it's fucking devastating. It is such, it is a, there is a certain amount of like cruelty to this character that it's just like this movie doesn't earn. It's so yeah. fucked up. It, it why is go so this hard to, to just this one character. <laughs> Chen doesn't even know anything's happening. And then the, the butler, I don't know what to call this guy. I think his name's Lou. I think he's a tutor. I think he tutors both of them. Yeah, he shows up and he's like, hey, you're going to get to see one beautiful thing before you die, which is, which is mainly getting married. A wild thing to have said out loud. <laughs> I cannot, the, again, the cruelty of this movie to just be like, you're going to get to see one last beautiful thing before you die, which is you marrying the love of your life, but also it's not you. And then when their eyes meet, you will die, so you'll have the excruciating pain of watching this happen. <laughs> but look, but then she, but she, her, she cries a tear, and... This uh, makes this the this part made me so mad. There is a bit here where spells just start to fail because it's time for them to fail in the movie. Yeah. yeah, there's no there's no setup. There's no logic to this. I understand why it's happening because uh, like because the 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 Chen's portrait of her is so realistic that when she cries in her little old woman body. <laughs> Her, the painting of her also cries, but that doesn't fucking explain. I just needed fucking even Chen to be like painting this and being like, my painting of Mei Li is so real. I think it's crying. Mei Li, are you all right? <laughs> you know, like something. I needed a Anything. setup for this. <laughs> but her painting cries. The tear runs down the the painting, runs over Derek and Odette, and they just burst out like the Kool-Aid man. They and just jump off. out of this painting like fucking Steve from Blue's Clues. Let's fucking go. <laughs> the ending of this movie's here. And they are pretty far away when they say, stop, that's not Mei Li. They, and I was like, get closer in, guys. <laughs> I... Hey guys! Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine being inside of a church and then just hearing somebody outside of the church being like, oh, "I object to this wedding." Actually, it's like you didn't even—you weren't even invited, man. Like you don't get to say. <laughs> you don't get to talk. Um. <laughs> it's like two parking lots over. Hey, wait! <laughs> it's like they the saw Shrek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they just assumed that at the end he's like out going, hey, over here. They should have watched the rest of Shrek. They should have watched the rest of the movie. So they, the emperor is upset at this. He's like, guard, seize them. I'm tired of their bullshit. Uberta throws off her face. He's like, seize her too. Which is fair. That one's fair. It was so weird for Uberta to fucking drop this act now. She's been so into it. Whatever. Everybody's getting seized by the guards, and then oh, and uh, the old woman's there. She's being held by the tutor, and and Odette's like, I know she's the real Meili, and and then uh, the sorceress is like, uh, like crying, and is like, No, you have to believe me. I'm the real Meili, and the emperor's got a gun, and he's like, Which Meili should I shoot? Uh, and he just, uh, uh, no, that and doesn't then, happen. But wait, wait, and then <laughs> Fang says. She's the fake, shoot her, and he shoots Fang because the real Mei Li would never miss a chance to die. 
would never the same miss joke a chance we made in die. Cinderella three. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, but yeah. So I, so but no, he fucking falls for it. He's like, "Yep, you're right. The old woman has to be evil." And Odette turns to Mei Li and says, "I believe you." And apparently, this was a little bit set up, but it's still buck wild to me that. Her saying, I believe you, is what breaks this spell. It breaks the spell. It breaks the spell, so now she's just Mei Li, and Chen hey. pulls the veil off of, off of Fang, and it's Fang! Ah! And Fang's like, I did this for us. And to give credit to Chen, he's just like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> who are you? There is no <laughs> us! I, if for this movie to have worked, I needed more of Chen. He is so for for he had so much to do in the last movie, and mm-hmm. the fact that he is not even sorry, the fact that this is a movie about him getting married to Mei Li, and technically neither of them are in this movie for like fifty minutes of the runtime is absurd. Yes. This is the Swan Princess problem, where they've pivoted to a new kind of storytelling. Where it's 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 almost like um God I ha- I had one of these in my mind but it's 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 a different kind of storytelling where it's almost like they are presenting these stories like an Aesop's fable or something yeah they just happen to be in them too but it still wants them to be the main characters and that's where it messes up where it's like they really shouldn't be the main characters if you want to tell a story that is almost completely not about them. So all these spells have now been broken, but bad news, Fang, can Fang. just zap people into that painting. Into the media forever. zone, the Wikimedia zone. <laughs> no downsides. I mean, I guess unless Maylee cries again. So she, yeah, she goes full, she goes full Joker mode at this point. The fucking movie <laughs> changes color because uh, she's so Jokerfied, and like, she just starts like, zapping people to the wikimedia zone she turns into a snake and is like i'm gonna fucking kill you maylee like <laughs> yeah I, I hate anything that reminds me too much of another movie that did it better because like i don't know about you i thought about aladdin oh yeah D- uh, dude i i thought about the first three swan princess movies like <laughs> that's true too <laughs> Where they at least had the fucking decency to turn Odette into a swan again. Into a fucking swan. <laughs> um, so yeah, everyone's in the Wikimedia zone. Fang's a giant snake. She's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you, Maylee, and no one can stop me. Uh, except for- there, There's a bit here where it fades out as she's breathing fire, and I honestly thought the movie was gonna end there on another to be continued. <laughs> oh, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> I don't know why it fades out. It doesn't cut to a fucking commercial. It, what are we yeah, doing? Yeah, it feels like a commercial break. I know exactly the moment you're talking about. Um, I was watching it at double speed, so for me, I was just like, oh, you know, yeah, normal scene transition. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have that moment. <laughs> Lee has gone down to the ancient temple where the flame is, and he's, like, trying to turn it off. Okay, so the other thing, sorry, the other thing that I thought was going to happen is I thought Mei Lee was going to turn off the fire because Lee specifically says it has to be one of the Emperor's line. And because he was the one that said it, I didn't think it was going to be him. Yeah. You know, like, the way that these things work, the way that it works in the last movie... This might be me picking apart too much, but, like, if Lee was stuck up there with, like, a sword fighting the giant snake and Mei Lee was the one putting out the fire, I feel like it would have worked for me a little more. Oh, yeah, that would have been a fucking climactic ending. Because it's not like Mei Lee fucking does anything against the snake. No, Mei Lee's just running away from it, hiding behind rocks, it's breathing fire, like... The weirdest thing about this... Oh, you know what? I almost said the weirdest thing. That's not true. Finish your thought that we have to talk about this fire. <laughs> well, so the problem the problem with this fucking, like, oh, only one of the Emperor's line can do it is it's not a spell. It's just a fucking, like, one of those, like, iPhone lock passwords that's like a pattern. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> They just, they just know the pattern. And here's the thing. This pattern should be immune to magic. It's not. So all that Fang did was turn it so the pattern's different now. And he can't figure it out, which, you know, I mean, fair. I don't know how long it would take me to figure it out if, if a pattern was changed on my phone. I might just be stuck out forever. 
And so Lee's dad prays to the ancestors to help them. I fucking hate this so goddamn much. Fucking Mulan-ass ghosts. One of Lee's ancestors is just like, it's just like, I got it. Boom. magic it back to normal. And he's like, thank you. Does the thing. And then the chain breaks. But the weirdest thing is, looking at this whole setup they have, it appears to just dump water on the flame. Yeah. Which I'm not sure if it does because we cut away from it when it activates or whatever. Apparently they couldn't afford water effects. Uh, <laughs> They're expensive, but those fabric effects on the sorceress's hood, immaculate. That's where all the money went. There's a lot of bad fabric effects considering how much this movie wants there to be like big flowing robes and capes it's true. and a veil. <laughs> Dude, the emperor's clothes feel like they are made of the most like starched cardboard. They are so rigid on his body. Which is weird because he's always standing next to... Uh, the sorceress who's got really flowy clothes. Right? <laughs> um, so, so, oh my god. Yeah, so the, the random old person caretaker shows up to help Lee. Somehow, how does she know where this is? By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but Mei Lee is cornered and uh, the dragon's gonna breathe fire on her and kill her for good. For real this time. Wait, wait who's this? Jumping in the way of the fire. It's a so, uh, It's, it's so, dead. Somehow everybody except Mei Lee and Odette ended up in the painting. And it's like, didn't you want Mei Lee in the painting at least? I, I don't so, care. Anyway, she breathes fire. Odette jumps in front of it. And then when we see Odette in the post-climax after the... Ugh, that's the gross thing to say. <laughs> 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 we see Odette after the fire is put out and the sorceress is dead. Uh-huh. Um, it, yeah. I thought she was going to be like a little snake or something, but she's gone. I also forever, thought that. She's not. She's dead. We see Odette and she has like basically charcoal on her face like it doesn't even look like she got burned really and i was like man she's died way worse than this she's fine she's okay i didn't not even for a second was i like oh she's dead no she's fine come on i don't even really need to believe that she's dead for the movie to convey it in a way that is emotional but they didn't i don't give a shit they don't try they didn't try (laughs) she's just covered in a little bit of soot like everybody is post-climax and that's the end of the movie. I'm wondering how much of that pause I should keep in, where it was, there was like a moment of like hesitancy <laughs> after you said that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was yeah. That's the end of the movie. I do think this all would have been a lot cleaner if they just let Scully solve some of their problems, like in past movies. Yeah, no, I this movie didn't have to be this stupid. Like, there is an entire. <laughs> I love this. There is an entire subplot of this movie because this movie does have subplots. Where the Mm -hmm. emperor is like, I think I'm a bad father. And like at the end of this movie, it's pretty clear that he is kind of the worst dad ever. The emperor is, that's what makes him almost an interesting character. And I was like, if this movie was good, just the fact that this guy who has to run a country, an empire, is just struggling with the fact that like he has made such bad decisions for and about his children that they mm-hmm. basically have a second dad who raises them better that would be great but that's not what the story is about Uberta says something fucking hilarious too sorry what were you, what were you saying i talked right over uh, you i was actually about to talk about this but yeah yeah like we get so yeah. much time dedicated to this subplot only for uberta to have like this weird line she says uh oh yes she says that in her experience, children remember the best things about their parents and let the rest fade away. And she had better fucking hope so, is all I have to say. She, oh, oh, yeah. And here's the other thing. I don't want to harp too much about this, but no, they don't. No. Having a bad parent is something that stays with you as a human being. This is like one of the biggest actual breakthroughs in psychology in the 60s that turned out to be mostly real is the fact that like how your childhood goes directs how you are as an adult. Can you believe that how your parents treat you has uh, has a sort of impact on the kind of person you end up being later on in life? It's so 
fucking egregious of this movie to just be like, listen, you could be the worst parent in the world. It's fine. It's not like your kid's going to remember that shit. Uh, I, I, I feel like I know what they're going for because it's kind of, it's a message that I saw in a Bluey episode once. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which is it's- basically that like you can make mistakes as a parent and be a good parent and you're doing fine. It's okay. Here's and here's here's my counterpoint though is that like but if that's you not true as a for parent, this guy. Yeah, this motherfucker turn her husband into a dragon like <laughs> or at the very least was okay with it happening. And there's like there's an aspect of him where it's like again genuinely kind of interesting where Fang as May Lee keeps asking things of him and he will do anything for her because he feels so bad that he allowed this to happen and that is genuinely interesting but they don't do anything with it if my parents didn't realize that i had been body swapped with an evil sorcerer parents nothing i am i am still mad that her twin brother didn't figure sorry it out. no absolutely if my twin brother like if any there are so many people in my life, if you didn't realize that, like, these, sorry, every single character in this movie, from her fucking dad, her brother, the fucking tutor, nobody ever figures out that Fang and Mei Li have body swapped until the very end. The fact that nobody figured it out, I would be mad at these motherfuckers for the rest of my life. I would not marry this fucking painter guy. The tutor figured it out, uh, but no, only because she had not. the veil that he made her. Oh, I did forget about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the end, he was like, I believe her too, your majesty. And the emperor was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what happened. Yeah. Lee fucking Chen? Like, the only person who believes her is Odette, a woman she does not know. <laughs> She just met this person. And to be fair, they slept in the same room for like months, but like, or month at least. But like, I just, I would not fucking marry this man. Like, this is, there are few things in life that test your relationship like a body swap, right? He fucking failed. Okay, look. You failed the test. Okay, look. Okay, look. Remember, though, this is a Swan Princess movie. And fundamentally, Derek also failed the test. He was under a spell. I don't think he was explicitly. No, he was. He was bra- he was he was his eyes change color and stuff. Like he's explicitly being brainwashed. I think you're thinking of Prince Eric. Oh shit. I think I believe you're thinking of Prince oh. Eric who I do no, not yep. blame because that was the that was uh, the the devil slash Cthulhu. That's not on him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Derek, Eric. Oh my god. It has been a very long time since we've We're seen We're not that going back and rewatching movie. it. <laughs> no. Never. That would be like Never. No. Unless they make a live action one. <laughs> but then they but then they would change that. Uh, okay. Are we done? Are we done? I think we're done. I think so. Oh, what'd you think I, of this movie, Andy? Fuck this I <laughs> Genuinely, it's better than it's better than Kingdom of Music. Actually, it oh, is actually better than Kingdom of Music. Kingdom of Music was so exhausting with the cutaways to the songs. It didn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie. I couldn't stand Lucas or Elise in that one. They were they were I was sick of mess. everything. I was so done with all of these fucking characters. This one was so stupid that I like it was hard to hate. It was mostly just boring. Genuinely, the thing about this movie that I hated the most was the fucking 30-minute rug pull of like, nope, sorry, but it turns out Rogers, Huberta, and friends, they're in this movie too. And it's like, you know <laughs> what movie? Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> and the fucking flying steampunk ship you floated in on. like. Oh, they take that back home too. So time for another Swan Princess movie back home where there's presumably another royal wedding or something. I don't know. Who knows? Thank you for listening to Direct Video VHS. VHS? I have been your host, Tony Robusto. I have been your host, Andy Reyes. You can find me on Twitter at TheaterBats for as long as anybody uses Twitter anymore. Uh, you can find my fuck me website <laughs> more indefinitely than Twitter at inspiredbytrueevents.org. Yeah, your own personal Wikimedia zone. 
My own personal Wikimedia Zone. Check it out. There's mostly comics. Uh, you can find me uh my other podcast, timeonderpictures.com. School and work have been kind of a mess. So, you know, just keep an eye out for uh how green was my valley. And I I'm gonna tell you right now that it's uh it's gonna be a hoot. Is it gonna be a hoot? I think there's gonna be a stretch of like four movies that are all basically the same movie. So this is what? one of them. So and if you want to reach out to us, not on the social media, you can contact us at mail at directtube.video. Big special thanks to Lee Rosevere for the song Planet E off the album Trappist One. Oh, and find more stuff at directtube.video. I am considering <laughs> ma- taking like a one minute clip from every Swan Princess. Uh... <laughs> Do a master cut. <laughs> Yeah, do like a master cut of of us talking about every Swan Princess movie and putting it on there. That seems like a kind of fun, stupid thing to do. Um, I'm saying it out loud so that I actually feel the need to maybe do that. Yeah, I remember so little and so much of these movies. It's been a journey. I'm glad it's (laughs) over. We're... I don't think we're ever going to do something this strenuous again. (laughs) And yet I feel accomplished. I feel like I did something for the world, you know? It's... (laughs) You're at the end of the marathon. Yeah. We're there. Usually we just do little sprints. This was a whole thing. And it's not like the Tinkerbell one where we watched a good movie and we were like, oh man, they could have done good stuff with these movies. No, this one was just bad. Oh man, the, to to end on such a low one-two punch! Like Tinkerbell, at least ended on kind of a poetic and beautiful place. It's just faded away. <laughs> Talking about a better movie. Speaking of better movies, we gotta talk about what we're gonna do next time. Yeah, what's the uh, plan? I, we're gonna go back to our roots, I think, a little bit. I don't know. I had I had a couple thoughts. Unless there was one that was jumping out at you that you were thinking of. I want to do Hercules. I think. Yeah, you want to do Hercules? I want to do Hercules. I I am genuinely like I have I have no opinions on this movie. Um, I just I literally I think I have the VHS. I think I have to turn it into a digital <laughs> asset and send it to you. Is <laughs> the only way for us to watch the second Hercules movie. I'm gonna try to find it again. It's been a couple years, and Hercules has kind of had a comeback. Uh, there's gonna be or there is a musical coming out or has come out or something like that. I think it, I think there was a musical that came out on 2019. No, oh, maybe that's why I didn't hear much about it because that would been. Oh yeah, a revised version of the musical played in uh, this past year, but I don't think I don't. I, other than that, I haven't heard anything about it. I would love a musical album version. Anyway, let's do Hercules, and then we'll do Hercules. Zero to hero. Zero to hero. I am the ghost of John Smith, and I'm trapped. In the Wikimedia zone. <laughs> there, one of the producers on this movie has a name like. Shedlin Young or something, and I looked at it, and all I could think of was Young Sheldon. <laughs> and I was like, did Young Sheldon produce this movie? Young Sheldon, big Swan Princess fan. It was the last thing he did before he tragically died. And morphed into the ancient Sheldon, the old one. Ancient Sheldon. The forbidden one. <laughs> he, who, he who drives men mad with his words. You know, ancient Sheldon. Uh, Bazinga. Oh, no. Oh, that made me feel so bad. (laughs) I feel gross. What do you get again when you combine baby dragon with time wizard? You get... Thousand dragon. Is it thousand year dragon? Okay. Thousand year Sheldon was the joke that I was going for, and I could not remember. It's like it's been so long. Since I've I've seen a Yu-Gi-Oh. Since you've um, seen young Sheldon. You're like, I gotta yeah, get back since- into that. Let's go to time dot <laughs>